Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. Yeah, good morning to all of you who are trickling in, snowing in. It's good to release what's within us, isn't it? Um, many of you will probably know the story when, um, I think it's Peter and John, they go to the temple, I think it's in Acts chapter 3, and they say this, you know, silver and gold, I do not have, but what I do have, and sometimes we're like, yeah, okay, you know, God has, I don't have, and I understand that, but we have God within us, right? So, so what I do have, I give to you, there's a sense of, and so we were basically doing the response of the message before we actually started the message, so you're all on the, on the right page, very good. This morning is about fresh activation. I'm just trying to look in people's faces what, that, what the response might be. <laughs> it's a fresh activation of life in you, of faith in you. We want to not just talk about him. Um, we want to experience him in a fresh way, but we want to see him released through us in a fresh way. And his name is the Holy Spirit. For some of you, the concept of the Holy Spirit is maybe quite a new thing. For some of you who have been, who are new to the Christian journey, they say, oh, I haven't actually heard about the Holy Spirit. You know, when you hear about church, we talk about Jesus a lot, God the Father. Okay, that's fine. But for some, the Holy Spirit is a bit new. For others of you, you're like, yeah, that's every day I think about that. So brilliant. <laughs> and we probably have a bit of everything in between. But I'm just going to give a little bit of an, an introduction and an infusion of life, hopefully. And then Pastor Jonathan will bring it down to earth, make it practical. This is what it can look like in your own life and how to cultivate praying with the Holy Spirit, journeying with the Holy Spirit, praying for others with the Holy Spirit. So we could spend the rest of the year in our lives talking about this. So obviously this morning is just a, an activation, a bit of a jumpstart, a refresh, and hopefully something that impacts you in a way that you take it with you so that this week you pray differently with the Holy Spirit. But yeah, I want to start with what we did actually in the prayer meeting. Just shake your hands a little bit, you know, thinking to shake something off. And it makes sense later. <laughs> but basically, sometimes we just, wherever we are on our journey of faith, whether it's been, you know, a month, a year or 10 years or 100 years of our journey with Jesus, sometimes we just need to do that and say, but God, I want to move on. There's still another place of life with you, another place of relating to you, a greater place of being closer with you. Sometimes we just need to, and I sometimes do that, I just shake off, okay, whatever I'm in right now, I'm going to move on to a fresh place with God. I want to read a verse, which is in John 15, verse 16, um, where it's basically, we use that verse to talk about when someone gives their life to Jesus and we surrender to Jesus, we say, you know, God comes to live with inside of you. And Jesus says in that verse in John, no, wait, John 14 first, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come and make a home within them. So I know it doesn't specifically mention the term Holy Spirit, but they come, God, the father, Jesus, they come to live within us in the person of the Holy Spirit. So it's God's presence, it's God's, I mean, I'm looking for words because we're just trying to describe a spiritual reality, a reality, sorry. But God comes to live within us, or we use often this expression, we say, you give your life to him and he gives his life to us. So it's different ways of saying something happens to you when you give your life to Jesus. And Rory and I, we, we spent some time with one of your friends, didn't we, the other day, and 
thank you, Lord, he gave his life to Jesus. We both together led him through a prayer of, you know, okay, what do I do? And he's like, I haven't prayed before. So we, we talked that through a little bit and talked about, actually, you already did the kind of surrender bit, you know, where you say, Jesus, I give you my mind, my heart, my life, my past, my future, everything, you know, like that giving. But then we also wanted to explain to him, so he's new to all of it, right? So, okay. But, okay, you've given yourself to God, but actually then, he wants to fill you. God wants to fill you with who he is. It's not just a force or a feeling which that comes with it. There's a sense of God, but actually it's the person of who God is. So that verse, God, Jesus saying, the Father and I will come and make a home within them. So another way of putting it, another New Testament scripture is, we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the dwelling place. The, for some of you, you know this already, but I still pray you'd be refreshed actually realizing Wow, I'm the dwelling place of God. So when it comes to a situation, we, we may say, oh, I don't have that. I don't have what you need. I don't have this. But what I do have, I give to you, right? And what I do have is God. <laughs> so whatever you need, I just pray that God will touch that situation. It's what we were doing just now. I don't have that healing. I don't have that word you need. I don't have the finances maybe you need. But I'm just going to put my hand on your shoulder, I'm going to speak something out. What I do have, which is the Holy Spirit in me, is going to do something. And that's something supernatural. So straight from the beginning today, <laughs> you know that verse, and I, I believe um, Janet actually mentioned in the prayer meeting, we probably all know it is, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So with some of these things, our heads are trying to work it out. So who's the Holy Spirit? How does that work? I don't understand that. I've never, you know. But actually, there is a, there is a sense where we have to apply faith, you know. <laughs> where we have to say, well, this is what it says. I'm going to take hold of that by faith. And that's how God then works. God always moves by faith, always according to our faith. Jesus so often said, well, what do you believe? What do you want? What, what can I do for you? He could have just rocked up and sorted people out and done stuff. And, but he oft came, Jesus came to a situation and said, what does your faith, what do you believe? Where, where are you at? And then he met that person where they were at. So the do not lean on your own understanding is actually quite important. It doesn't mean it's all weird and whatever, but our understanding in the natural just isn't God's normal. And what God wants that we come up to his normal. And what's normal for him, you know, of faith and of life and of joy and of, well, heaven on earth, heaven, what's normal, heaven is normal. We don't want to water heaven down. We want to come up to heaven and live in that, right? Amen. So with some of the things, if it doesn't quite join the dots in your head that's okay just just go with it this morning I just pray that as you we were shaking off in the beginning any sense where we're trying to work it out and we're a bit stuck I pray we can shake that off today so here's another verse about the Holy Spirit without mentioning him directly <clears throat> in John 15 verse 16 it says Jesus says I not only chose you to belong to me I also commission you to go and bear much fruit that will be of eternal significance so it talks about belonging to him, belonging to God. And then it says, I commission you to go. And we know when Jesus said, you know, go into all the world, he says, but wait for the Holy Spirit to come and he will empower you. And then it says, and the Holy Spirit will come and he will give you power to be my witnesses. So we know that bit, right? So just two points here to draw out. The Holy Spirit enables us to connect with God. It's that belonging. It's that relationship. Like, if you have someone that wants to pray that actually you have no 
um, relationship with God through the Holy Spirit is going to be very dry. And sometimes people say things, I don't think God's hearing me. I don't think, well, let's bring the Holy Spirit in and there's life there. There's relationship there. You know, they come to live within you by the Holy Spirit. There's a belonging, there's a relationship. But the second half of the verses, Jesus says, and then I send you to bear much fruit. And fruit is a term for a lot of things. (laughs) There's a lot of things in there that can be very practical things that can be supernatural things but it's the holy spirit that's going to bring that fruit that lasts a lot of people in the world can do good deeds and good things which you know we as christians we want to do good things but it's when the holy spirit is involved it's fruit that lasts it's when it's led by him it's fruit that lasts so the holy spirit comes into our lives for both relationship and purpose i just let that sink in for a moment so we can, we can say, and sometimes we have to take hold of these things by faith, right? And I like to do that through thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, you've given me your Holy Spirit that I can relate to you. I can hear from you today. I can pray with you today. I'm not walking by myself today, right? It's that relationship. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes I do that in the morning, especially to wake up. I go downstairs and do something. Andrea knows that. And then I get a bit more with it. But so, oh, thank you, Lord, today I can walk with you. I can talk with you. You talk back to to me, by the Holy Spirit. So it's all of that relationship bit. The Holy Spirit is here right now. But then I also know I can say, thank you, Holy Spirit. You've got people there to me to talk to today. I can do something that's of eternal significance. So whatever family situation or at home you have, maybe, or what your job, you can say, thank you, Holy Spirit. You're going to do some cool things through me today. The Holy Spirit, and we'll get into it a bit later with JD, but um, the Holy Spirit can give you insight or understanding or, or something that in the natural you wouldn't know, but supernaturally God comes in. And again, now I'm saying these things and some of you are like, yeah, okay, I know that. Take that box, take that box. I know that. But it's not what we know. <laughs> it's how we live it. And so many things, actually, we sometimes overcomplicate things in our faith, I think, our Christian book. It's not knowing more and understanding that better. It's living it. It's what you live. <laughs> you know, the fruit that you bear is not the knowledge you have. It's what that looks like, how it changes your life, how it changes other people's lives. So I think for some of us this morning, it's taking a fresh, yes, that's for me. I have the Holy Spirit and I'm going to do something for Jesus today. And that might look spiritual, that might not look spiritual at all. But the love of God is always spiritual and love is always practical. So don't wait for a feeling or or just expect God to move with you. In um, Acts 2 verse 17 to 18, and also there's a passage in the Old Testament with the same um, kind of content. There's a prophecy, it's a prophecy from the Old Testament. So it's still a time where... That person had the Holy Spirit, they didn't, that person had. So the old, in the Old Testament, there were certain individuals that God would give his spirit to for a certain reason and purpose. And if you're doing the Alpha course with us soon, we'll get to that in week, whatever it is, seven, eight, nine, or something like that, where the Holy Spirit will come, say, on Moses to do something, or he will come on that person, on Ezekiel. And sometimes he came for creativity, When they were building the the tabernacle, he came for craftsmanship, creativity. He's an artist. God created. So he's an artist. I like that. That's good. And some of us need that in our jobs, right? Or whatever. But he came on others to speak 
people didn't know what God wanted and what he wanted to do. But God would, the Holy Spirit would come on people to give direction, insight, wisdom, um, to, to judge situations, to give prophecies. We call that prophecy about a certain nation or something. So God would come on individuals. But God was always saying, there will be a time where I'm going to pour out my spirit. And I'm saying the scripture before I can read it properly. There will be a time when I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. All flesh. So let me read it that you believe me. I will pour out my spirit on all people. So there was a time where it was that person, that person, the rest of us like, what are we going to do? And God says, but there will be a time, and surprise, the time is now. But the time where I put my spirit on all of you, your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, some of the things the Holy Spirit um, does in our lives. Young men will see visions, even my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. They will hear from me and they will share it. There will be life there because it's not just their words, it's my words. But let me jump to a scripture that I just skipped in my notes here. It's from Hebrews 8 or from Jeremiah 31. And it's another one of those passages where God says, one day, and the day is now, you know, um, we're in that time. But at that time, it wasn't like that. But in Jeremiah, it says, this is the covenant I will establish with my people. I will put my laws in their minds, write them on their heart. I will be their God. They will be my people. It's that belonging, that relationship. And then it says, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord. No, Lord, know the Lord. No, they will all know me from the least to the greatest. That's amazing. They will all know me. Or the other verse, it says, I will pour my spirit on all people. But he's still the same Holy Spirit. So when we read, especially the Old Testament, it can be an inspiration or an activator for the Holy Spirit can do that. And he can do it through me because I have the same Holy Spirit. So the way the Holy Spirit revealed things to people, showed them the way, gave them wisdom and situation, gave them creativity and craftsmanship and brought life where there was death, literally and spiritually and in all the other ways. He's the same Holy Spirit today. So let me just pause for a moment with a question. What is your journey and experience with the Holy Spirit? N not what was it last year, what was it 10 years ago when you had that experience, but what now, you don't have to answer out loud, but kind of think, what is your journey or experience with the Holy Spirit today? I'll just give you a moment for that. And then I want to encourage you again. Maybe it's a little bit of that shaking off. You don't have to physically do that. But in your heart, okay, that's great. But actually, God, move me on to a fresh place. Move me on to a fresh place. So in John chapter 7, uh, John chapter 7, Jesus stands up. And a lot of you will also know this verse. But I feel like that's the clue to the fresh release. Jesus says, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. So it is still everyone, but it's for those who are thirsty. So there's something in you where you have to move towards God. There's something you will have to say, oh, you don't have to, it's up to you. But it's, okay, if I'm thirsty, I am thirsty. What does Jesus say? Let him come to me. So it's, it's for everyone, but it's for us to move towards it. It's for us to move towards him. 
that picture of a river, river is about the Holy Spirit and in that chapter it's explained later. But it's moving towards Jesus. It's that desire that, God, I want you. I want to be in a fresh relationship. I want to connect with you. I want to have your Holy Spirit in my life in a fresh way. I am thirsty for something. And then Jesus says, so come to me. Come. Come. And then Jesus says, so everyone who believes me, out of their innermost being will flow rivers of living water. It is both that relationship and connection with him, but then also something that happens through you. I don't have this and this, but what I do have, I give to you. And that's what we're doing this morning and what we'll do again. But um, how we can live our lives is that we say, okay, today, Holy Spirit, work through me. Today, Holy Spirit, work through me. So the relationship and the purpose. And I will stop there because Pastor Jonathan will have more things to share with us. But I just, just, just breathe for a moment. And maybe even close your eyes. And, and if you want to, you can already move to God and say, God, I want this. Or maybe you're like, mm, I'm not quite sure, but I'm happy to keep listening. But Lord, I pray that for all of us, if we're thirsty, if we're not, I pray you make us thirsty. But I thank you that your invitation to us is, if you're thirsty, come and rivers will flow through you, through each and every one of us. It's for all people, for all to know him, for all to experience. And I thank you, Lord, as um, JD comes to share, that you do something fresh in us. Thank you for the excitement. Thank you for your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just welcome you for fresh activation in our hearts. Thank you that you meet with us as we're thirsty. And thank you for rivers flowing through us. Amen. Right, here you go. Enjoy. Awesome. Morning. Oh, that was great. Sets us in a good place. I've just realized it's the first time I've spoken here since March last year. So I must have been pretty rubbish last time. <laughs> just close your eyes a moment and uh, let's just spend a little bit longer with this whole challenge because it is by no mistake that we sang the song that we sang this morning. Because when we lean into the Holy Spirit, we realise he's singing that song all the time. It's no mistake that we had a time to pray for the sick. Because when we lean into the Holy Spirit, that's what he's doing all the time. It's no mistake that we reached out to comfort one another. And for some, that would be a word. Some For that might be a physical touch. For some, it might be both. But the Holy Spirit is doing that all the time. Yeah. It's no mistake that we can get a sense maybe uh, uh, at some level of what might be going on in somebody's life. And we, we, we get concerned about that and there's something inside of us that maybe wants to see God do something about that. Well, the Holy Spirit is doing that all the time. Do you, do you understand that? So we're already operating with a level of the life of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and as we were reminded through Joel, and as we're just going to dip into it a little bit, is God wants us to be totally dependent on the Holy Spirit because, and I think there's some particular reasons for that, the Holy Spirit is operating already. And he'll operate out of the heart and the nature of God and kind of reminded us of that. But we're on this incredible journey where, if you remember a few weeks ago, Richard just shared personally about intimacy. How many of you want to be more intimate with God? 
just let's, I'm going to ask you to respond, all right? Because it's all about response, all right? Okay, it's about response. And I, I love response. You can, you can blow a raspberry or you can throw stuff. But any, any response is a good response, all right? So when Kai says God responds to those that are thirsty, I need to be thirsty. So how many of you want to be more intimate with God? Yeah. Right. Then we need to let the Holy Spirit lead us into that intimacy. Because it is only the person of the Holy Spirit that can reveal who Jesus is to me. Come on. It's not my experience of church. It's not my experience of this congregation. It's not my experience of my understanding of the Bible. No, the Holy Spirit shows me who Jesus really is. Come on. That's all right, isn't it? I think I like that. And then as we followed on a little bit more, Pastor Clive was sharing last week, um, whether you were there in person or watched it online, about agreement. And I don't know about you, but in my journey of trying to find out what intimacy looks like, I've realised that it's better to agree with God than not to agree with God. Can, can you, anybody get what I'm saying? But sometimes I only know if I'm not in agreement with God by knowing what he wants to say. I'll just explain that. Sometimes I can do things which I think God's going to stamp and he's not. <laughs> because just because he did it like that last time doesn't mean he's going to do it like that this time. Does that make sense? So, so in the world that we live in, it is, is you're going to meet people that you've, you've kind of met people like that before. But God is going to operate through you differently today than he did yesterday although he's the same. It's amazing. I think this is incredible that it is only the Holy Spirit that knows what's going on in every heart and in every mind and in every life that you will ever meet. Come on, because the Holy Spirit knows people. And what I'm describing is one of the aspects of leaning into Jesus, which is what the Bible calls the gift of discernment. Mm -hmm. and, and as we kind of grapple a little bit about how do I lean into this gifting, how do I lean into the personality of the Holy Spirit, you become much smarter than you should be. Amen. Come on! Because as we lean into the person of the Holy Spirit, he tells us things which we never learned. Come on. If only you did that when I was doing my A-levels. Rubbish. <laughs> he tells us things which we never learned. The Bible calls this the gift of knowledge. He wants you to be smart. Just look around the table and you're either going to think, mm, they really need to look smart or they already do. But I'm not going to ask you which is which, okay? But also the Holy Spirit is going to help you know the right thing to do in that moment. Who said wisdom? Is a way the spirit person here. If you want to know more about why the spirit, ask, uh, oh, sorry, what's your name? Um, uh, <laughs> do you understand this? It's the person of the Holy Spirit knows everything. But he also knows how to deal. That's not a good word. He also knows how to serve the person with everything. Oh, I just love that. Don't you just love that? 
It's like you can stand in front of someone and if we lean in the Holy Spirit, we don't lean on the outward of the person. And what I mean by that is what do they look like? What do we remember them about them? What's our experience of them? What's our disappointment with them? All of that. So that's what I mean by we look at the outward. But something on the inside says, I'm this. And we then have a conversation internally, or I do. It's like, am I going to believe the this or am I going to believe the that? Or is that just me? Because I believe the model of Jesus was everyone that he saw, he knew all about them. And even though he knew all about them, his love for them was greater than his knowledge of them. Can I just put it that way? Isn't that cool? Isn't it amazing that as we lean into the Holy Spirit, and we're going to do a lot more of that in the next few minutes, you'll be pleased to know. But already, already it's operating. Are you feeling a little bit encouraged already? Good. Because I believe the nature of the Holy Spirit is to encourage You're feeling a bit more confident. You don't know confident in what yet, but just confident. <laughs> because I believe the Holy Spirit is our confidence. But it's no mistake in the book of Corinthians that Paul, who is really, really um, intricate in his detail of theologies of God. Can we just get that? Those of you that kind of know the Bible, yeah, that's true. But equally, he said he was the biggest sinner. Because in the knowledge of God, our knowledge is nothing. In the presence of God, our presence is nothing. Come on. It's good, isn't it? Sorry, am I keeping you up? Okay. But it's no mistake that when Paul is giving us some really practical tips, and we're going to follow this in a minute, is this is going to challenge different things in our experience. One is our experience. Two is our theology. The Holy Spirit hates theology. I'll just put that out there again. The Holy Spirit hates theology, but he will always operate out of the word. Theology and the word of the Lord are not the same. Because theology usually is lifeless. His word is living and active. Whoop, whoop. But it's no mistake that Paul has this whole dialogue about, out of his own experience, this is how I operate, leaning into the Holy Spirit. It comes immediately after communion. It's no mistake that 1 Corinthians 12 comes after 1 Corinthians 11. Because without Jesus' sacrifice, relationship with the Holy Spirit is still impossible. But we're not before the sacrifice, we're after the sacrifice. Come on. But here's our sacrifice, our view, our experience, our understanding, our theology, our religion. Because when we share the word in a minute, the word may not be the same as your experience. We need to hunger that it is. Come on, it may be that as we look at this, our immediate thought is, could be, because, because I've done this kind of thing a few times, and this is the few things that come back, is that's all right for everybody else. Yeah. 
but it's not all right for me. Why is it you think you are that special that God doesn't love you in the same way? Because remember, this comes after the cross, not before, as, as Kai was explaining well, is the Holy Spirit is for all. But it's only possible to live in the reality of that after the cross, not before it. So here's, here's, here's the thought for you. In the book of James, which we looked at this week in, in one of our teen times, and I read it and I thought, cool, this is really tough. What, I love James. Anybody read, do you know, do you know the book of James? Okay. James says this, your tongue is the lightest part of your body, but it causes the most damage. He doesn't say that. I've just translated that. <laughs> what he says is, it's the rudder. Our tongue is the rudder. Also, the tongue of other peoples can become our rudder. The tongue is like a little spark but can set a whole field on fire. Come on. True. Which is why one of the first parts of our anatomy that God wants to operate through first is our tongue. But it's not something that the Holy Spirit does. It's an expression of who the Holy Spirit is. Because there are very, very few, only one that I can find, examples in the New Testament where people received this amazing person of the Holy Spirit, they all spoke in tongues. Well, that gives me hope then. Because God hasn't changed then to now. If you haven't received the Holy Spirit today, you can. Whether you do or not is actually your choice. Whether you can or not was God's choice. Paul writes this. Um, some of these scriptures are going to come up because I've written pages of scriptures. Because over the 40 years that I've been doing this, I've learned to try and help people that just have in their head an argument. One argument is, this was only for the first century. No, it wasn't. It's for all flesh. This isn't my theology. Change your theology. I tried this once, didn't like it. Come on, I've been there, right? I've had conversations with people. Or I spoke in tongues once, didn't understand it, so I stopped. <laughs> See, but it's real. Can I help you with some of those? When you were born, and we were all born, what did you sound like? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in case you missed it, say it again. Where? <laughs> when you went where... Did you then stop at the where? Because you don't... Right, OK. Kai's a good pastor. Because I know some of us did. Oop. Sorry. I can say things like that, all right? Because I, I say this about myself. I remember when I first spoke in tongues, it was in the middle of an Anglican service. I had no idea what it was. Because when I heard it, I thought, what the heck is that? But I knew it was gone because of the presence that was with it. But when we're born babies, we don't stay at wah, but we can live as if we have. Mm. Oh, 
I tried it once, I didn't like it. Wow. And please, please, I'm not looking at anybody particularly in the room. But this whole, the whole journey that we're on is to help us grow up. And mature. It's Ephesians, it's mature. Which is why Paul says in, in this uh, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1, now about spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. Well, that means that we might be then. So another, another thing that people sometimes say, was like, no, I tried it once, but I didn't understand what I was saying. Well, you won't, unless you ask to. <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about how does this other expression of the Holy Spirit called the gift of interpretation work? Well, the clue's in the word. It's not a translation. It's an interpretation. So sometimes we can hear it coming out of us and, it's, and we go, wah! We should stop like, oh, I don't know. Or we, we say something, like, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. I want to help you. And the Holy Spirit, more importantly, wants to help you this morning know what you're saying. Is this, is this making any sense? You've all gone a bit quiet now. But we're going to hiss it because I believe, and we believe as a leadership, that we're in a time where as the people of God, and that's you, the house of God, and that's us, we need to lean into the voice of the Holy Spirit much more. We need to lean into the wisdom of the Holy Spirit much more. We need to lean in the knowledge of the Holy Spirit much more. We need to lean into the faith of the Holy Spirit much more. We need to lean into the power of the Holy Spirit much more. We need to lean into the gifts of healings. Here's another one. We'll just hit this cow. It's not a gift of healing. It's gifts of healings. It's multiple. It's not that you see God use you once and that's it, goodbye, see you in eternity. No, there is a dimension of the Holy Spirit that he wants to show the healer through you all the time. Woo, come on. I think this is cool. So, thank you. That's why you're here. But I believe as, even as we were kind of just praying, I was chatting with someone a bit earlier, you just can just feel a bit of an atmosphere, a bit of a blanket. Well, it's time for us to arise then. In the spirit, not in our intellect or in our intelligence or in our experience, because the Holy Spirit is a massive equaliser. He's not ageist or sexist. Uh, he, he doesn't prefer those that live in a mansion to those that live on the street. That's what Joel says. My Holy Spirit will come on all. Say all. Just say all with me. All. Just pinch yourself. If you don't want to do that, pinch the person. No, don't, don't do that. Just pinch yourself. If you can feel that, this is you. My Holy Spirit will come on all flesh. And you will prophesy. So here's some tips and pointers to help you develop your leaning into the Holy Spirit and let him, him use your tongue. Do you, want, do you want some help with that? Because yeah. I'm not coming back here for ages now. <laughs> <laughs> Next month. Thanks, Norton. <laughs> the first thing is desire. And a few weeks ago, um, Victor, who's a great, great guy, he spoke about desire. Kai mentioned it again. Do you want to be used by the Holy Spirit is the key. Do, do you want to? Because I can't make you want to. All I can do is tell you stories and we don't have time to tell you the thousands of times 
that I've seen the operations of the Holy Spirit do that. But we don't have time for that. And in one sense, it's not important because my journey is not the same as yours. But your journey and my journey is all dependent on the Holy Spirit. But I want to live like Jesus did. Do you? Right. The only way we can do that is by leaning into the person of the Holy Spirit. So this is kind of what I was grappling with. First thing. When God has my tongue, he has everything that comes out of my mouth. So the Bible says things like, pray in the Holy Spirit and build up your holy faith. If we give ourselves to the voice, to the message, to the person of the Holy Spirit, it will change what you say. It's like having a holy tablet in your mouth every time you operate in the Holy Spirit. The clues in the word, Holy Spirit. It will change literally how you form words in your mouth. It will stop things coming out of your mouth that shouldn't. The words of regret. Holy Spirit never regrets a word. Come on. The words that might knock down rather than build up, the Holy Spirit isn't like that. So as we pray in tongues, it, it purifies our faith in our mouth. woo Come on. When we pray in the Spirit, you hear it, which means it also does something between our ears. Doesn't it? So praying in tongues is really, really important. I, I believe it's the vehicle that all the other gifts operate around. It's like I said, when God's got our tongue, he leads our life. Because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth what? Right. So when you gave your life to Jesus, you gave him your mind. You gave him permission to use it. You gave him your heart. You gave him permission to use it. You gave him your soul. You gave him permission to use it. And he, depending on whether you're a Calvinist or not, you gave him your spirit and gave him your permission to, his permission to use it. But either way, the Holy Spirit needs to keep that permission going. So it's a choice. So every morning, and we're going to, no, let's move on a little bit. Do you want to get into the word a little bit? Because we, we haven't got ages, it's 14 past, and we want to get on with some stuff. Right, Okay. But I just, I'm just putting this in context because it's important that we follow what the word says, not what we think it says. So this is Paul's advice. He says, uh, I don't, uh, Holy Spirit, uh, sorry, about the gifts of the Spirit, as I said, I don't want you to be ignorant. He goes on and says, uh, Jesus is the Lord. Who can say Jesus is Lord? Can you remember saying Jesus is Lord? Can you remember saying that when you gave your life to Jesus, when you experienced that amazing grace and mercy, the intimacy? Can you remember saying that? I can remember saying that. Can you remember saying it today? Come on. Because we need to position his lordship first. Jesus is Lord. It's in my heart. Jesus is Lord. Then it goes on, it says, uh, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Then it goes on and says this, and I've highlighted some of these. I don't know if they come up on the screen. There are different kinds of gifts. Say kinds of gifts. But the same spirit. Say same spirit. So gifts and spirit, there's a connection there. Then it goes on and says there's different kinds of service. Say kinds of service. And same Lord. Say same Lord. So there's a connection between service and Lord. Remember Jesus said, I haven't come to 
be served, but to serve. So the operation of the gifts is always to serve the Lord. And thirdly, there are different kinds of working, but in all of them, it's the same God at work. Kinds of working, same kinds of working. It's God at work. This is the amazing thing. When you begin to pray in tongues, it's God at work. When you begin to interpret your own tongue, which you should, it's God at work. When you begin to prophesy what God is showing you, it's God at work. It's not the gift at work, if you like. It's not even me using the gift at work. It's God at work. Come on. How cool is that? There are different kinds of working, but in all of them is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation. Does that come up there? Say manifestation. manifestation. Do you know what that means? I'll show you what it means. Anybody got a phone? Anybody got a phone, Holly? Yeah. Have you got a phone? Anybody got one of these? Can you show me? Right. Can you tell me if, if this does more than one thing? What does it do? Thank you. Andy, you're so helpful. Tells the time. Get a watch. Okay. How many of you have got like 300 apps on it? 400. Yeah. Here's the point. The, but have you got a phone? You've got a phone because I've used it. Because sometimes you don't answer it. <laughs> You've got a phone, right? Okay, just go with the story. With this phone, do you use all of it all at the same time? No. Right. Which bit do you use? The bit that you need. Yeah. That's what manifestation means. This is like your Holy Spirit. This is the person of the Holy Spirit. And inside of here, you've got nine apps. You only use one at a time. Actually, you use two at a time. But you don't use them all at once. That's what manifestation really means. It's not, well, everybody else has the gift of tongues, but not me, is denying the truth. They're all in the phone. It's just that you don't always dial into them. Come on now. They're here. They're in there. You've got every gift because this is the person of the Holy Spirit who comes complete. Come on. We just don't always use it. So manifestation, thank you, Holly. Manifestation means I'm just expressing that part of the Holy Spirit at that time. Is that right? Because at the end of 1 Corinthians 1, verse 11, it says, he has distributed them, it's plural, to each one. So you sit... If you've given your life to Jesus, you've said Jesus is Lord by the Spirit, you sit with the whole potential of the Holy Spirit in you. No exceptions. Woo! No favourites. However, we need to lean into it. So let's just look at this first gift operating. Ah. Paul goes on and says this. He says a lot. People think he wrote half the New Testament, but he didn't. Luke did, but that's okay. We love you anyway. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. We haven't got time to talk about that specifically. I want to highlight this. For anyone, say anyone, who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to... How many of you just want a direct line to God? 
And if you want to be on the Jeremiah 33, 3, call upon me and I'll... That's what the Holy Spirit does. When you give the Holy Spirit your tongue, you speak directly to God. Not to the devil, not to the issue, not to the crisis, not to your soul. You speak directly to God. Anyone who speaks in tongue edifies himself. We've mentioned that. It goes on further in this chapter. Paul's saying, well, if we just speak in tongues, how's people going to understand it? And this is the next bit. This is why gifts operate usually in pairs. Some of you that have been around church for a while, not just this one, but generally, you might have experienced a time when people come together like this, where there's a bit of an atmosphere and God's moving and you sense the presence of the Lord and then somebody might stand up or just spurt out something in tongues and then it all goes quiet. The reason for that is because they're not operating in their closet like Paul is saying in the closet. When you pray in tongues, also pray that you interpret it to yourself. And we're going to try that in a moment. So gird your loins. If you want to leave, the exit's there. <laughs> but here's some physics for you. Actually, it's, it's physics. When we pray in the Holy Spirit, which is not just in tongues, it's led by the presence of God, we need to practice and cultivate the habit of alternating from the language of the Spirit to the language of our own mind. Because if we do not, Paul says, we become unfruitful. Why? Why? Because God knows if he has our tongue, he can also influence our mind. And this is kind of how it works. Holly, can I just borrow you again? Because you're very... You've got a volunteer spirit. Here's Holly. Holly's wonderful. <laughs> you didn't need to do that, but that's fine. <laughs> Holly's a stage performer. Just imagine for a moment... Holly represents the Holy Spirit. Dove-like. <laughs> okay. That's a tired dove. When I begin to give my tongue to the Holy Spirit and I begin to pray, this tongue is coming from my spirit up to God. So show them what that might look like. Okay. Okay, you can stand on there. Oh, okay. Wait, actually. So, when I'm praying in tongues, here she goes, <laughs> my spirit is coming up to God. Because he who prays in tongues speaks to God, right? But then when I start to bring my mind in, what happens is that same spirit begins to inform my mind. And I can guarantee this, and I won't do it now because time wasn't allowed. I can guarantee this, that if I asked you to count from one to ten... All right, in your head, you would do it because you're really bright, intelligent people. Just say amen quick before you miss it. If I was to say, right, count from zero to ten, but at five, speak out loud, you would forget that you're counting in your head. Try it at home. Because when you speak out loud, your mind has to come in line with your voice. Why is it, thank you, Holly, you're still the Holy Spirit going up, thank you. She's a great performer, BAFTA, whatever. 
Why do you think it is that in our general lives we can talk until the cows come home? When someone says it's time to pray, our mind goes to mush. Well, that does me. Because in my experience, that's when I need to pray in tongues more and then pray out of my own language more. Not less, more. Come on. Is that okay? So you're the Holy Spirit. I'm praying in tongues. We haven't got time to talk about the diverse tongues because there's hundreds of them. Whatever. But it's like my spirit going up to the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. And I'm speaking out in interpretation as well. Quite often it's very upward focused. Do you understand that? It's all upward. It's all upward. Stay doing it. Thank you. (laughs) Then I need um, Rory. Rory's good. Rory, stand on that one. Oh, no, that's not your best side for people behind you. Yeah, that's it. Here he is. I, I'm, praying, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying in a heavenly language. I'm letting my mind get informed. And then suddenly, the spirit of God begins to speak to me. Just do that. Okay, slightly mysterious, but you're getting the point. Then, that's not going up like that now. It's coming through. That was amazing. I don't know what you did, but Janet clapped. It must have been really good. There you go. Have you got this? So when I'm praying in tongues, and I need to cultivate this in our own time in the morning before the world starts to try and permeate your head, before Sky News begins to conflict your brain, is now I want to be informed by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray in the Spirit and with my mind. So with the praying in tongues, it, it helps your language. It keeps your voice clear for God to use. It just happens. Or as you're praying with the mind, it helps your mind stay on things above, not things below. So, so this has come out of 40 years of putting this into operation, coming beyond my own understanding because I don't understand it, but I believe it's right. Therefore, I do it. But a time will come where suddenly the Spirit of God will speak to me in this context of my mind is heavenly focused, my, my tongue is, and what comes out of my mouth is not going up, it's from up out, and that's called prophecy. And all of you can prophesy. Come on. Are you getting this? You're probably not, but you're getting it enough to be able to do it. So just picture this. Here we have the Holy Spirit. I'm praying in tongues. And I'm praying with the mind. I want to inform the mind. Keep it fruitful. I want the spirit of the, I want the mind of Christ to inform my mind. Because that mind is a mind of faith. Come on. It's a mind of purpose. It's a mind of creativity. Why? Because it's the mind of God. And you'll find as you develop this, and nobody's going to watch over you, but let me tell you this. When you come to a prayer meeting together, you can pick it up whether people are doing it or not. Because it goes on in Corinthians, which is another massive error for people. As Paul says, when you come together, this is how it operates. But it only operates like that if we're doing this on our own. We haven't got time to do to come together yet in a way that would be good. But let's all just let's just take a moment. Just close your eyes a minute. Do you want to get down now? Yeah. Let me help you. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> just take a moment because we want to we want to press a go button now. Father, right now I thank you that you want a new intimacy with us. 
And as we've already heard, your Holy Spirit is saying, come. So there's an offer, but Jesus, you've provided for that offer. It's not, bless you, it's not just Holy Spirit, you're saying, come, but Jesus, you've made it possible to come. So Holy Spirit, I thank you right now. I, again, practice this, all right? I do this every day and sometimes through the day. I surrender my mind to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill my mind today. Captivate my mind afresh today. I don't want to lean on my own knowledge. I want to lean on yours. I don't want to lean on my intellect. I want to lean on yours. I make that choice to surrender. Holy Spirit, I surrender my heart to you. My emotional life, I surrender it to you to bring your peace, your presence in. I don't want to be tossed around. Holy Spirit, I bring my body into surrender of you. Remember, it starts with intimacy. The Holy Spirit is full of love and power. And Holy Spirit, I just surrender my spirit to you. Now, those of you that are already kind of exercising this gift, just, just begin to use it. You don't have to be very loud. Just begin to pray as the Spirit leads you. That might be in tongues, it might not be, but let's everybody just say something. It might be around the realms of thanks or praise or adoration. Okay, just, it doesn't have to be loud. Just let the flow start. And again, what helps me, and there's a reality in this, is remember, intimacy is the key. When you pray in the Spirit, you are talking to God. When you talk to God, he inclines his ear towards you. It might feel really dry and dusty and dirty and distant when you start, but whenever you pray in the Spirit, God comes closer. Come on, just keep doing it a little bit more. A little bit more. A little bit more. Again, just, just start wherever you are, okay? If you're not familiar with the operation of this, just use your own language. All right? If you are familiar with this, don't just pray tongues, but also pray out of your mind. Go from one to the other one. All right? Just do that. You can just, just do that in your own space. This is you and Jesus time. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the best teacher of prayer you will ever find. <laughs> in Romans, it says, when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit helps us. <laughs> Come on, that's it. There you go. What you'll find when we're together like this, just keep doing it, just keep praying, just keep praying, is the people around your table will help you release something out of your own life. Just the atmosphere of prayer and faith and the Spirit moving just helps us to get involved. That's why our corporate prayer is, can be so powerful. Our corporate worship can be so powerful. Even when we're singing in tongues, I, 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 I kind of cultivate, I'm going to sing with my mind as well. I'm not just going to try la 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 in the language. I'm going to use my own mind. And that's where songwriters plug into the song of God. Just do it a little bit more, a little bit stronger if you can. Remember the gifts of the Holy Spirit are to serve the Lord. They're to bless the people. If you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable at the moment, push through the uncomfort. That's just your flesh wanting to rob something from you. God wants to release. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Remember, alternate, if you're in tongues, alternate from tongues to your own language, whatever that is, German, Swedish, Dutch, French, whatever. All right? Alternate. 
and see what happens. Your language will change. Your expression will change. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The other gifts of the Holy Spirit get charged up when you're praying in the Spirit, when you're praying with interpretation, because faith is going to get released in a minute. You'll begin to speak those things that are not, although they are. As you develop this as a lifestyle, let me tell you, you will determine what your days look like. They will not determine what you look like. Come on, that's it, you're doing brilliantly. You can feel, I can feel that's the Spirit of God different in the room now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Please, everybody, move your mouth. Just move your mouth. Don't worry if it's not a funny language coming out. Let the Spirit of the Lord draw something out of you this morning. He loves you. He wants to operate through you. He wants you to lean into Him in a fresh way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm just going to do a little exercise with you, if you'll allow me to. This is fun, all right? This is for fun. It's all fun. It's all fun. Don't make this a heavy-duty thing. It's all fun. Just pray in the, if, you, if you are doing this, just pray in the tongues just for a moment. Then pray in your own language. Then pray in tongues. But the next time, don't pray in your own language. Write it down. Whatever you were going to say, just write it down. <laughs> Find a bit of paper. Don't write on the table, all right? Because there are tables. Or write on your hand, because that's just bad. It, but just pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues, pray in your own language, pray in tongues. But then that time, just write it down. Write it down as quickly as you can. Stay in this flow a little bit. Some of you might be thinking, oh, he's pressurising me a bit. Yes, I am. Because I want to leave you, I want you to live in the in this dimension of the voice of the Holy Spirit. Maybe write it on your phone. Again, just pray in tongues, pray in your own language, pray in tongues, and then just write it down. Write it down, write it down, write it down. You, you might be looking at a blank bit of paper right now, it's fine. Just write something about God down on it. You might have something, it's like, oh, I'm going to write that down. Brilliant, brilliant. Whatever it is, just do it. Just do it, just do it, just do it. Again, when I do this, this is partly why I journal. Journals are really, really important to, to develop this kind of lifestyle of leaning into the Holy Spirit. Because as we journal, we want we'll to work out which bit was God and which bit wasn't God. So a journal is a really good thing to do, whether it's a hard copy, which is what I use, or whether it's a phone, it doesn't matter. But come on, let's, let's learn about this intimacy with Jesus, yeah? Let's learn about agreement. Okay, just one more minute to do this. I see lots of people writing stuff down. This is cool. So we are in the coming together bit at the moment. When you come together which is why we're doing it a little bit of order around it, because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of order, not disorder. But then in a moment, if it's okay with Kai, just going to ask you just to share around your table, if you want to, what you've written down. Is that okay? Again, if you've got a blank bit of paper, please don't worry. God loves you the same as those that have got a full bit of paper. All right? This is not, we don't, we, we're not loved because of what we put on a bit of paper or not. If you want to put something on a bit of paper, write down everything you, you were, screw it up, chuck it in the bin. And then write down on another bit of paper everything God says you are. If you want to use a bit of paper, use it like that. Is that okay? Right. 
Fred's writing some monologue over here. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> so just, just for a couple of minutes, just if, if you want to, just share what it is that you've written on a bit of paper. Please don't preach it, just read it. Just read it and let the word do the work. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.